Up with Montana boys, down with the foe. Good old Grizzlies out for a victory. We'll shoot our backs around the foreman's line. A hot time is coming now, old brother mine. Up with Montana boys, down with the foe. Good old Grizzlies triumph today. And the squeal of the pig will float on the air from the tummy of the grizzly bear. Up with Montana boys, down with the foe. Good old Grizzlies out for a victory. We'll shoot our backs around the foreman's line. A hot time is coming now, old brother mine. Up with Montana boys, down with the foe. Good old Grizzlies triumph today. And the squeal of the pig will float on the air from the tummy of the grizzly bear. Beautiful singing voice, everybody, was none other than Hot Take Nate coming up on a bet, singing the Grizz fight song after the big Grizz victory. We took a week off. Nate and I had to recover from our uh, yes. uh, uh, the big game. We had a lot to drink. We're on the road. Took last week off, and now we're here to talk playoff games. But also, we have to recap what happened in Missoula. Bobcat Grizzly yeah. game. The Grizz win. Nate, uh, this is the first time since we started this podcast seemingly a million years ago that the Grizz actually won the game. How are you feeling right now? Uh, I needed that bye week. I definitely needed that bye week. Like any NFL team or like any team in the FCS playoffs, you want that bye week. You need that bye week. I needed to recover mentally, physically, uh, emotionally. All of the, uh, all the above were needed uh, for me to kind of regroup myself after. Yeah. After that Cat Grizz game, you were right. It's the first time since we've been doing this podcast that I've had to come on this show after the game and talk about a loss and um you know it really didn't hit me until probably about tuesday or wednesday of after cat grizz of what really happened uh, yeah. mostly because um of the vast amounts of whiskey gin vodka and beer that were injected into my veins after cat grizz that really there's that whole part of it was the denial, really, is yeah. what it was. I was using alcohol as a crutch. Not just um, you. I after heard, the game. I heard Montana Parlay was towing right behind you. He was not towing behind me. I would say that we were right on the same plane, <laughs> uh, looking each other in the eye as we did it. Uh, uh, to help the, just kind of... Making the pain go away. <laughs> making the pain go away. It definitely worked uh, until the next morning when there was a whole different kind of pain uh, in your head at that point. Uh, but yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday of last week, you know, starting to go to bed, thinking about it a little bit, and just thinking about how weird of a feeling it was to come off a Cat Grizz game yeah. with a loss, uh, and how good you must have been feeling. It was, it was great. Um, you know, it, it, it was, it was an interesting game. It reminded me a lot of 2019, um, where mm. little, little you know, unsure what the outcome was going to be um, going into the game. And the Grizz just made such a statement early on. The crowd absolutely sucked the life out of anything Montana State had going. Um, just by dominating them, the, we were sitting in the north end zone. 
that first touchdown, um, uh, it, it just it was so clear from that moment. It's like the Grizz have a different energy going into this game. We talked about it on the last show. Um, you know, are the Bobcats without Jeff Choate up to Cat Grizz? Um, like, do are they taking it serious enough? I don't. I don't know if we have an answer to that, but they certainly um, seemed unprepared for what Washington Grizzly Stadium had to offer. Um, I have some thoughts overall on the game. Um, but let me ask you this first. Do you think if Jeff Choate was still in Bozeman, uh, the Cats would have won that game? That's such a good question. It's one that, like, your instant reaction is to be pissed at Brett Vegan. Yeah. Because they did come. I mean, that you're, there are some similarities, like you talked about. There are some similarities between that 2019 game. There's a lot of things that were very different about that game in terms of how it was won. But that opening play, you're right, that opening play to Junior Bergen, uh, second play of the game, I think, yeah. for the touchdown was such a tone setter just like that fumble last year in the or in 2019 in the game where the Cats score and the whole – every game plan kind of goes out right yeah. at that point. You're Now you're playing catch-up on the road in a hostile environment, blah, blah, blah. But I – you have to go to like the human natures to think if Choate was here, that team would have been fired up more for this game. But there's almost there's like just no way that those kids weren't fired up for this game because Brett Vegan was the coach. Like there's just no way that Troy Anderson, those seniors, yeah. the kids who had played before, can't be fired up for this game. I don't think it takes a rah rah coach to get you up for this game. But I do think that we talked about the the um, McCaffrey's being like, holy shit, this is this is what FCS is like. Yeah, like we thought this was going to be <laughs> yeah. like easy. I'm thinking there might have been a little bit of Brett Vegan being like, holy shit, this is what this rivalry and this place is yes. like. Like, he's obviously played there before with NDSU, but not not on, not on with the blue and gold. Yeah. And I yeah. think there has to be a punch to your face when, you, when that happens that you're like, I might not have been ready for this intensity yeah. in this specific rivalry game. Yeah, not so ready. I don't know if it's the rah-rah of Choate that gets the cats there, but I think it was the punch in the face and like, Ooh, I didn't maybe didn't know it was going to be like this that got vegan in trouble. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. Um, I also think, God, it is. It, so one, I think Troy Anderson probably wishes he followed Jeff Chode out the door. Would have gone down as a legend, undefeated against the Grizz. Would have gone down as a legend. Yeah, but now, <laughs> now, now he'll just be this. That whole reputation yep. just down the drain. Now he'll just be this has been cats player who ended on a on a loss to the Grizz. Um, that's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. <laughs> but no, it, it 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 really seemed like I mean, look, Jeff Choate knew two things matter when you're coaching one of these teams. It is winning national championship and it's winning Cacres. You could be three and six going into that game, uh, and, and if you win it, your fan base is going to be happy because the majority of fans, as we know, based on our podcast listens, based on the intensity of crowd, social media engagements, the majority of fans in the state only really pay attention to Cat Grizz. That is the Super Bowl. There are so many people who just tune into that game, and you can get a lot of goodwill winning that game. Um, Vegan, I think, you know, look, NDSU is a great program, unquestionably, but they don't, they never play in an FCS atmosphere as intense as Cat Grizz. They just, they don't have a rivalry that, that's, they have great rivalry. Like, look, they, there's a lot of good teams in, in their conference. They have a lot of good games that they play. They play against very strong competition. But that atmosphere is something that North Dakota State doesn't face on a on a yearly basis. And to your point, even when NDSU was in Missoula, it wasn't a Cat Grizz game. It was almost like this novelty game yeah, on ESPN. It was, yeah. ESPN. It was the Week Zero game. There was ash coming down from the sky like it was snowing outside. Like it was, it was just a weird 
it was a great vibe, but it was a weird vibe, and it was much different than what we saw two weeks, two weekends ago. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing you said at the start of this is that this reminded you kind of 2019, and I was going, eh, because I don't quite think it was the same type of game. The This game that the Cats just lost 29-10, to 10, I feel so bad for the Cats' defense. They played very, very well. Yeah. This game was yeah. lost by the offense and yep. special teams. Um, you know, that defense held the Grizz. I mean, so in 2019, when the Cats won that game, they had 488 total yards. Like, they were just a machine we on offense. We could not stop them. Like, the Grizz no, could that not was, stop that was another world offense that yeah. day uh, in 2019. The Grizz, on, on the other hand, when they won this game, uh, they put up 29 points. They had 288 total yards. So 200 less than the Cats had in that beatdown in Bozeman. But that, the, the, the Cats' offense was so ungodly bad. Yeah. And we saw it in Idaho. We saw, we saw, some, we saw some writing on the wall. Yeah. And we talked about it in that roundtable with the Grizz fan pod. We talked about it on our podcast. It was like that Idaho – we came off an Eastern Washington game. We went to the Idaho game. We were like, oh, God, this might be who we are next yeah. week. And it, act, it happened. It came to fruition. The Cats, 204 total yards. McKay looked like he hadn't played football outside of Pop Warner yep. uh, before. Bad. 108 yards, got a garbage time touchdown. Uh, Fonse definitely banged up. He was 19 carries for 50 yards, less than two yards a carry. He didn't look like himself. Yeah. The leading receiver for Montana State was Nate Stewart with two receptions, 30 yards, and a touchdown. Yep. And 20 of those, I think, were on that touchdown reception. Like. This game was totally different than 2019 in the way that the Grizz won it. Their their defense won this game, where in 2019, Montana State's offense uh, won that game. But I really do feel bad for Montana State's defense here. They allowed the big play to Junior Bergen to start the game. You know, those things happened. They schemed them well. They got behind Troy Anderson. Bergen's fast as hell. Scored that touchdown. But the Cats, the rest of the way held that the Grizzly offense to field goals all the way yeah. out. You know, it was five field goals. Yeah, they I, had a really good field position. Well, the I other think, TD was that dumbass fake field goal. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, – so I think that's right. And, I mean, I think talking to Grizz fans, ecstatic about the win. It, uh, Mike Nugent – Oh, for sure. Mike yeah. Nugent has said um, he didn't realize how much he needed this win, and I feel the same way. Like, just getting this win, especially being we've been doing this podcast for so long, it just – it, it yeah. felt – it felt so good to get it. I forgot how good that, that could feel. But when he's pinned a Grizz fan down about like, all right, a win's a win. It was an awesome win. We kicked the Cats' ass. Like, they, they were never yeah. in it. Um, but what concerns you about the game? There's no perfect football game. And that the fact that we were held to five field goals is concerning. Now, Money Macias looked awesome. He did what he needed yeah. to do. I thought Cam Humphrey, for the majority of the game, looked very good. He had a, a few bad turnovers, but the defense – Held up, but like uh, I, Humphrey made a couple mistakes on those interceptions, but it is despite those, the offense looked like it was moving. We couldn't punch it in close, but the the ball was moving. Where under Chris Brown, um, under uh, you know a few quarterbacks from the past year, under every cat quarterback um, for the past seven or eight years, the offense just isn't moving in the passing game. It looks. It looks shaky. I didn't. Th- I thought the offense looked good, despite the fact that we were held to uh, five field goals, um, and despite the turnovers. Um, but it was. I don't know, man. It, it, there was a few points in the game. Obviously, the the first touchdown to to uh, a junior was it set the tone. Everyone went nuts. Uh, the first cat possession 
think it was the first, first cap possession where he got the field goal. Um, but there was two false starts um, on the yeah. north side of the field. The crowd was so loud <laughs> during those two things. We, I were, From where I was sitting, I couldn't even hear the whistle. Um, I just like all of a sudden saw the chaos on the field of the penalty. Um, that was awesome. But, but what really to me was the, where I knew in the stadium uh, that the Grizz were going to win this game where your boy touchdown Tommy was in, they did a design run for him, um, in the North end zone, or I think they're on like the six, seven yard line. And he got chased down from behind by someone in the Grizz whose names I'm spacing on, um, uh, Graves and it was just it was a design run. You knew this was the play that the Cats had worked on. This was a package. They was that had the one with on. Troy in there too? What's that? Was that the one where Troy was in? Yeah, yeah, I think it was that, that same drive. Okay, and they chased him down in the backfield on a design run for touchdown Tommy, and it was just like, all right, like this was their this was their package to confuse us, and we snuffed it out right away. Um, it, it that was I turned to to my wife who was at her first Grizz game had an awesome time. Um, I was like, I think I think we're gonna win this thing. And then obviously the icing on the cake was that insane um, fake field goal. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah, because that made that made a lot of sense. Actually, I didn't realize until that. after the game from where we were sitting, I assumed it was a blocked field goal, which was bad. No, right? he basically handed him the ball. Right, but then <laughs> afterwards. Uh, to hear that it was this fake and then see the replay, it was just, yeah, it was, it was completely bananas. It was, it was super weird timing. It was like 19 to three at that point. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to go for it, just line up and run a play Absolutely. and go for it. Yep. That play was doomed, obviously from Stark. Grizz did a great job getting in the backfield to block that one. Then that turned it into a 26 to three game. And that's when I obviously knew it was over. You know, there's a little bit of hope when it's, it's like 19 to three you score a touchdown. You're like, okay. Yeah. Then you think that we're still two scores back. Like it was, it was brutal going into halftime, sixteen to three. There was nothing going on. I was trying to look up uh, Montana State's uh, offensive coordinator's article that he, his press conference after the game, where he was kind of talking about his his fault. He wasn't calling the right plays. He wasn't putting his guys in position to win that game. You know, most notably Matthew McKay. <laughs> and the first article that comes up is from August thirty first of uh, this year, and the headline is uh, MSU offensive coordinator house right quote offense will be fun fast and physical oh wow he nailed that and it was at the very beginning of this year but to see that to see that uh quote after cat grizz makes me a little bit nauseous to see where this offense went from when mckay was confident slinging the ball when we had uh and elliott running the ball hard against weaker opponents obviously i'm not going to compare the grizz to cal poly drake san diego but just the confidence and the fun and the it was fast and fun to watch the Cats play those first few weeks. It was even fun to watch them play against Eastern, where they should have beat the Eagles by a lot more than they did. Yeah. And then to lay a, lay a, basically lay an egg against Idaho and then come into Cat Grizz, there had to be – there is something going on in Matthew McKay's head that's yeah. not allowing him to be the quarterback that he used to be. There's something – he found say obviously got banged up in that Idaho game to be that. I mean, the Grizz defense is good, don't get me wrong, but no defense has really been able to hold a Fonse down – to where he's getting two yards a carry. Like, two yeah. yards a carry is yeah. an anomaly. Well, and at halftime, at halftime, I think I texted this around. I'm pretty sure he had 10 attempts and 14 yards. And so... Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, yeah. they could He didn't have that... He just didn't have that tackle-busting yeah. strength and the speed. It was just... It didn't look right from the beginning. The game was a slog for the Cats. It was horrible, horrible to watch. It was, uh, like we said, something I hadn't had to deal with for... Five years and yeah, that sucked. Yeah, that whoever sucked. whoever runs that Twitter account, like last time the Grizz have 
beat the Bobcats days since then. That guy probably is not having a good a good time. No, great account though. By the way, whoever great ran account. that, we want to do. We want to shout out and say the commitment to that was fantastic. Obviously, someday it was going to come to an end, uh, and so I'm sure there was a ton of Grizz fans uh, tweeting at it. Probably some who had blocked that account and then unblocked it right after the game, showing that that account was in their head. Yeah, um, and how many Grizz fans it really did. I wonder trigger. what he's going to do. Uh, now. It was a great account. Do you think that was his? Full-time? I don't know what you turned that into. Do you think that was his full time job? Uh, if it was, it's just another person back into the, you know, looking for yeah. working for work. Luckily, luckily, there's a lot of positions open uh, around the country right now. Yeah, it's a great, the great resignation. Um, so <laughs> I think that the person who ran that account will probably land on their feet, his yeah. or her feet. We don't know. We we were assuming it was a guy, but it could have been uh, a bobcat lady. Yeah, a lady bobcat. Um, but yeah, brutal, brutal way for that account to go out. Uh, but man, was it gold for like three years there. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, look, we, being, we took a week off, I feel like we shouldn't spend too much time on the game. I kind of hit the yeah, everybody's points. probably all the cats fans have already got yeah. this out of their memory. The Grizz fans want to still keep talking about it, but yeah. it's probably been talked about by Grizz fan pod and R and R and everybody I, else. I think the Grizz fan pod. So last <laughs> week, I think they had like a two and a half hour episode this week, three hours, the majority I've been listening to this week. So I think the majority is probably cat Grizz focused. Um, so you got like five hours there. Check them out. Uh, and, and, you know, Brent from there does really good write-up. He's like the one sane contributor on uh, yeah. on eGrids. He does a big previews, post-games, everything on there. So check them out. Uh, the number one podcast in the state of Montana. The last thing I want to I want to mention. So Nate, obviously, at the beginning of the show, sang the Grizz fight song. We have this long-standing bet. Um, I've had to sing this song several times over the past few years since we started the podcast. I'm just putting it out there, Nate. Um, we had a bit of a disagreement. Last time when I sang, I sang it live on the show. And to me, that was, so that was 2019. To me, the bet was whoever would win or you know, whoever the loser was would have to sing it live on the show again. You took a different approach where being the first time I sang it, it was pre-recorded. So you could pre-record it, get a couple practice rounds in, which is fine. I think that most neutral observers would take my interpretation of this, but my question to you and to Bobcat nation, are you willing to take on the bad karma of potentially going back on a bet going into the playoffs? Well, that's the nice part is it wasn't going back on a bet. Uh, when you first was. did it, when you first did it your first time, it was uh, recorded. I think we used that same recording for year two. So you've actually only sang it twice, once live. Once well, recorded. but most recently your first time was recorded. live on the pod. Most recently, yes, but that uh, that was not your first time. This is my first time, so I will be doing it uh, pre-recorded. I'm going to get mm-hmm. the uh, vocal cords right. I'm going to get everything dialed in for my first time. Uh, hopefully, I won't have to do it live, but the next time I do lose this bet, I will be doing it live, just like you. I'm following the same same blueprint yeah. uh, that you did. So to change it now would just be like unfair. theoretically, would be, would had be we bet in years one and two, $10 on the game. And then in year three, a hundred dollars on the game going into then year four, your assumption would be that you only had $10 on the line because it would be your first loss in the bet. No, see the monetary part of that and the singing part of no, we, we agreed on singing it, Mm -hmm. which is like agreeing on a dollar amount. When you agree on Mm, that, well, that's the actual bet. You don't okay. increase. Look, These, the bet didn't increase happy, on the singing. I'm just happy to always, hear you sing. It was always singing recorded, and that's, that's yeah. what happened. I'm very happy to hear you sing. I'm worried. I mean, I'm hoping that it's 
the the Bobcats make it far in the playoffs. But I'm worried that this that this uh, this karma, this dark cloud that you have created potentially, um, could could uh, you know be a bad the mark nice on the part, season. The nice part is I've I've looked up different statutes, different amendments. Mm-hmm. I am clearly within my rights, and any jury would agree with me. Well, not any jury uh, that not I'm able juries. to do this. Most juries would, I believe, if you got to pick the right people, uh, would agree that this is not welching on a bet. I paid up on my side of it. The universe will smile upon me for my beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. okay. vocal talent. Right. As long as you're fine with it, as long as this is something I'm, you feel comfortable I'm, doing. I will, I will yeah. sleep so dang easy tonight knowing yeah. that I sang it that well. Yeah. No, karma usually works out well for people. And also karma karma is a very misunderstood thing. Mm-hmm. Karma is only in your next life. So we have to get that straight. <laughs> Just because I do something nice for you now does not mean that later in this same life something is going to go good. This is your non-sports lesson for the day. Oh, man. Karma only goes into like a deposit for your well, next life. Like I'm if worried I continually about... am nice to you yeah. and I build up my karma bank, maybe I come back as like a cool like hummingbird next time. But if I continually be mean to you and you know do these things, maybe I come back as like a ladybug who gets squashed. So mm. that's how karma works. Okay. Well, so yeah, luckily okay. I do not have to worry about karma at all. All well, until your next life. That's the wrong interpretation yeah. of karma. Yes, until the next life, but that's future me. I'll figure that yeah. out. Yeah, Nate 2.0. He's not going yeah, well, to have an easy go about this. There's your karmic lesson for the day. I hope I hope we all learn something. Well, and I wonder if you're going to learn a karmic the way that people don't use weekend. it right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's not karma. You, yep. As long as you feel good about it. Um, now you're going to trigger me talking about karma in the wrong way. <laughs> it's going to piss me off because it always has. That's why one thing that I really really know about you know those kind of things is karma is for the next life interesting you're a man of many interests nate that's what i appreciate about you uh, anyways, and karma awesome 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 win for the grizz it was i've sometimes difficulty expressing emotion in my voice just know i'm extremely excited <laughs> about this i was so happy um day of and i was also so happy that you and i again i mentioned we were both traveling i was so thrilled that both teams uh got a bye week so we could we could. Uh, Ooh, I do want to mention before we move please. on is I did, I did, I tweeted it out, but I did call Bear Tycoon uh, yes, immediately following like the a game gentleman. to give my congratulations, like a like a president uh, <laughs> passing on the office <laughs> yeah, to another or saying president race. passing it on, yeah. conceding it. Yep. I called. Uh, I followed proper protocol. Yeah. I was sincere. I was um, well wishing mm-hmm. and hoping for the best night in Missoula. Yeah. Um, I did that on my own classy. accord, no pressure. Yeah. It was classy. That was classy. Uh, I want that to be. I want that to be the main thing that everybody remembers about this for my next life. Yeah. Put that in the karma bank. Sure. Well, I think it's undone by you going back on the bet, but that's fine. That's fine. You're, you're, you've netted well, out. We're even. Then. You've netted out at zero, so that's fine. I'm netted out at zero. I have all. Yeah. Hopefully, a long time to build that back up. Um, oh, one shout out before we go back. Um, this is my first Grizz game in a while. Did the tailgates, um, Mike Nugent's tailgate, excellent. Brent Wahlberg's tailgate, excellent. Luke Alford from the Grizz Fan Pod took us around to like five other tailgates. Luke could run for mayor of Missoula right now, be elected in a landslide. There were people. Was he wearing? Was he wearing gloves? I don't remember, but he was. There was tailgates just like screaming out his name, like Luke get over here. And then he would roll up with a group of like 15 people. They would get drinks for all of us. He, that guy is the King of Missoula. So thanks to those guys for showing us a good time. Um, we had a, we had a, a blast blast in, in, in Missoula. Yeah. I can't wait for, 
you know, hopefully this um, new strain of Delta or of COVID doesn't take away our cat Grizz in 2022. Yeah. And I'll be excited to go to Bozeman. Uh, you know what I think actually happened is something threw off, skipping 2020 threw off everything. The cats were supposed to have a home game oh, in 2021. Yeah. Oh, poor uh, cats. Things just weren't right. I think there was yeah. just some things going on yeah, in their minds. Oh, yeah. No, there that's, was, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that till now. Is that That's the, a really good point. That's a lot on the circadian rhythm probably is yeah. probably what it was. Yeah. Of the Cat Grizz game? Sure. You know, like when you just, yeah, I just, I don't feel like, I yeah, feel like Co- there's a lot of external factors going into this. Yeah, those players, you know, they're getting so, it's Troy Anderson's probably about 31 right now, like throwing off his schedule <laughs> like that is asking a lot. It's hard. <laughs> These are routine guys. Yeah. So, um, uh, but yeah, I can't wait for next year in Bozeman and uh, it's going to be fun to, to get that brawl trophy back. It's fun to have it be a rivalry again. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things there is that, um, you know, it's just, it's good for the rivalry to not have it so one-sided. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, so there was a little bit of me uh, as I was kind of reasoning my way through Ooh, this here loss we go. was that it was good for the rivalry and what's good for the rivalry <laughs> is good for the state. Um, um, so this one was really not just a win for Montana, but a win for the state of Montana in the sense that we now have two teams that could win this brawl. Yep. And it's going to be fun going forward to have, you know, to have this kind of, uh, back and forth going on again in the in the Cat Grizz game. Yeah, um, one one last 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 point. Um, I've done a 180 on the Brawl of the Wild trophy. It's like so stupid that I like it now. It's so big. You didn't like it? it? It's so big and ugly. I just always thought it's it was amazing. like cheesy and like too big and. Oh. Um, I loved it. I, it's probably I, too small in my. <laughs> did you see? They have to did put you it see in the like back the of a cup pickup that, truck? Yeah, that's humongous. Did you see uh, like eight guys you know, the, the Apple Cup? Like, Wazoo and Washington play for the Apple yeah. Cup, and it's a huge deal, obviously, in the state of Washington. And then the Apple Cup is just like this trophy yeah. that you could literally go down the street and just make uh, for oh, probably yeah. $50. No, and so that, like, there's just no excitement that comes from it. That That is part of like the appeal, because um, when it, we got down on the field... It takes 20... It's, it's like a funeral. It's like Paul Bear is yeah. taking it off that truck. Like, six linemen have to carry it. Yeah, but the trophy, the trophy where the where the teams put the helmet on the top of it, march it around, and it's and they, again like a funeral carrying like they need like eight pallbearers walking it around. Um, it, is. it is, it is, it's so bad. It's 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 objectively ugly, but it makes me like it that much more. And the fact that yeah, like and someone someone like designed it, ordered it, it was probably normal size. They had leftover budget, and they're like, well. How much would it cost if to double? If we don't use it, we lose it. Yeah. How much would it cost to we double? Don't, okay. We have a trophy budget. What if we, we doubled have a it again? Budget. All right. All right. One more. Give me one more double on that. And I think you put the set. football super high on that? Dude, like just another six inches. Yeah. The just, funny. The can we do you get think that, that was like a? Okay. Do you think that was a? Do you think right. that was a? Yeah. <laughs> can we put these massive gold handles like a casket? <laughs> like ooh, I think we have some leftover ones yeah. from when we built that casket. Yep. Um. And like the football perched up there where it perfectly fits a helmet on it. Yeah. Intentional design or perfectly unintentional design? Perfectly unintentional. There was no there was no playbook to build this trophy. It's not like they had something to replicate. The helmet it just on. fits perfectly <laughs> just on like, top of that football. I don't know. Like do a mountain and then a, a giant football on the top of it and handles. Like the guy who made it, there's no mold to make this. And the, like no. he just he just went with it. They gave him a they gave him wonder, a lot of artistic uh, uh, space. Like you think they ordered the it from like a? He tried to make the world's biggest trophy. Do you think they ordered it from like an out of state 
manufacturer and when it came time to ship it they'll be like that'll be four thousand dollars to ship that and they're like oh god they had some intern like just run down and grab Definitely. it and bring it back up to and then the intern like, had to oh, come back not think and about get the shipping budget to go pick it up yeah he's like guys this is way bigger than you think this is not gonna fit in i my... need the big sky conference truck this is not gonna fit in my toyota corolla even with the seats down <laughs> all right come on back and then they give him the truck and like, poor intern <laughs> yeah that intern's listening. Give us a call. We'll we'll get you on the next podcast. Hear all about it. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, That's but... a solid half hour in a game that happened two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> so topical and timely. Yeah. But I we needed to do it. I'm happy we did it. Um, we needed the break too. So everything worked out. Yes. We needed the break. It would have been very difficult recording last week. But I think we can talk. I want to talk briefly about UC Davis. Let's get into the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So. So Montana State gets, I'm sorry, not Montana State. The Big Sky Conference gets five teams into the playoffs, correct? Yep, correct. Four of them seeded. Yep. You have Sac State at four. Yeah. Montana at six. Montana State at eight. UC Davis, the only team that's unseeded, and they somehow have to play South Dakota State yeah. in the first round. Who I assumed would have been seeded. Like, I don't follow the other conferences, oh, yeah. but South Dakota State, I assumed, was like a two seed. They're a machine. Yeah. yeah. So... Poor old UC Davis. They make the playoffs. Congratulations, yeah. UC Davis. You lose your rivalry game. You screw up the Big Sky Conference for Montana State. Uh, play in the first round. The Jackrabbits come to Sacramento like they will be again this weekend. Yep. And absolutely piss pound. Yes. Piss pound the Aggies. Six interceptions between our boy Hunter Rodriguez, H Rod. Um, and Miles Hastings, six interceptions. I, did you watch any of that game? It was no. I. I watched it. I, I put it on, um, and it was just it was brutal. There was like I love Atrod. Um, I've liked watching this team, but I, this was a this was a very difficult matchup. They probably beat half the teams in the first round. UC oh yeah, Davis, Holy but, Cross, University yeah, they, of Incarnate Word, yeah, all these garbage ass teams. Yeah, but. Oh my God. And they have to play, yeah, they have to play South Dakota State. South Dakota State went uh, nine and three. five and three in conference, nine and three overall, five and three in conference. Yeah, um, and their losses were to playoff team UNI, playoff team South Dakota, and I don't think Southern Illinois made the playoffs. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I don't think I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't doesn't matter. Doesn't they had a good season. No, they did. Southern I Illinois. I think they did. lost that South Dakota Southern game Illinois on a Hail not Mary. only made the playoffs, they won their first round game and will face North Dakota okay. State this weekend. Okay, so they lost to three playoff teams. I think they lost to South Dakota on that um, Hail Mary yeah. to win the game yeah. for South Dakota. So they really should have had two losses. Probably should have been a seeded team. UC Davis pulls the short end of it and uh, has to go up against this Jackrabbits team. UC da- or South Dakota State runs. For 433 yards Oof. on oh this my. poor, poor UC Davis defense. My, oh my. They have Isaiah Davis, 217 yards. They have Pierre Strong Jr., 172 yards. Just an absolute in the trenches, piss yeah. pounding by South Dakota State. Yeah, so, I mean, look, good season from UC Davis. Uh, they were top tier Big Sky team. I think the fact that they were ended up not getting uh, a, a buy, like I don't think that's a surprise. I think they're properly rated going in. Tough draw. 
Um, I'm also, I'm also like pretty fine with how all the rankings went, how all the seeding went. Like Sacramento State, talent-wise, might be the weakest of on the weaker end of the the Big Sky playoff teams, but they won the conference. Like I'm fine with them getting a little love for winning the conference, getting the higher seed. I don't know. People are upset about Sac State specifically, and I'm I'm generally. It's okay hard. With it. I mean, I guess. If you want to use karma in the wrong way, all those people would be super happy that Sac State are getting South Dakota State this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, in the in the wrong sense of karma, that is what they get for for getting overseeded at four. If you believe that, I mean, I think I think Montana State and Montana are better than Sac State based on nothing except the eye test. I mean, yeah. I know we didn't play. Well, actually, Sac State did play Montana, so never mind. Yeah, and um, beat us. But and yeah, but I think I don't know. The four C was a little bit high. But they get absolutely screwed at that number four seed now having yeah. to play. I mean, if they would have got UC Davis at home, I think they beat UC Davis again just like they did the last game of the season. That really wasn't that close. Um, but now they get Sac, Sac, uh, yeah. Sac, they South, get Dakota. South Dakota State coming to town. Yeah. They're going to get absolute – I think they're going to lose. I am calling it now. South Dakota State's going to win by 14 over Sacramento State. I, yeah, I mean, it is – I think the line's eight and a half. Sac State's at eight and a half point underdog at home they're the number four seed and they are an eight point dog at home yeah so part of me kind of wants to zag um and and say that they have a chance but i don't why i this was the first game i watched the south dakota state this weekend and they they were they were really good um yeah i saw a tweet while that game was going on and i wish i would have thought of uh the south dakota state running back's name is davis and someone said, UC Davis, no, more like UC Davis running past you. <laughs> That's, that is pretty good. Um, it's better in, better in print, probably. Also, before we get to the Sac State game this weekend, um, Alonzo Gilliam, UC Davis' is running back, been there. He, he just seems we, like a staple we, we in the conference. We bid him a farewell. Yeah, uh, entered the transfer portal. Um, he was uh, Joe Prothrow, too. Like, I felt like Gilliam was here. I can't believe he has another year of eligibility. I know. I thought it's, he was with South or with UC Davis for, like, eight years. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so best of luck to him. I'm assuming that he'll this land transfer portal? he's been, he's been this, awesome. Oh, he's good. Do you think the transfer portal, like, maybe there's, like, an, uh, an algorithm in there that might miss, like, when someone's eligibility is up and they're just, like – Maybe we go in the portal to give me another year, and like yeah. Gilliam's out of eligibility, and the system's like you have qualified for another year of eligibility. Sure, Congratulations. it's like a game genie. You can enter the portal. Yeah, yeah, and so like these guys are just trying to test it. Like many of these guys are probably graduated and shouldn't be playing, but they're going to the portal. The NCAA, uh, you know, doesn't have enough money to run the right system in there. They're cheapskates sure. when it comes to the, yeah. the portal, and maybe they're just we're getting. I think there's some things that players are getting away with in terms of eligibility. Um. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Because um, Gilliam's twenty eight, probably. Yeah, I, I mean, look, any organization is yeah. There's inefficiencies in how it's run. Um, something like the NCAA, I, I don't I don't have a lot of faith in like the people running the, the spreadsheets that are tracking all of these <laughs> thousands of players' names, and it can get a little some confusing. Poor kid, some poor true freshman went yeah. into it, and they're like, you have no more eligibility left. I'm looking at just how confusing this could be. Um, I didn't realize this watching the game, because I, I tend to watch with the volume off unless it's my team. South Dakota State, re- leading receiver number one, Jaden Janky. Leading receiver number two, Jackson Janky. The only Whoa. difference... The only difference is the middle letter of their first name, D and X. 
So, I mean, that is, these guys should be ping-ponging back and forth in the transfer portal. Between the two of them, they could probably get like 14 years. I'm assuming they're brothers. I'm assuming so. It'd be funny if they weren't. That'd be, that'd be insane. Like they get there and they're like, your name is what? Yeah. Remember that show on Nickelodeon growing up? Pete, Pete and Pete. Yeah. Pete and Pete. Oh, it's just Pete and Pete. I'm sorry. Well, and then there was another one. Pete and Pete was a live action show um, based in New Jersey with the two redhead kids. And then there yeah. was Ed, Ed and Eddie, which was a cartoon. Oh, I'm probably melding them all yeah. together. Ed, Ed and Eddie was a little after my time, but I was, I was right in the sweet spot of, of, uh, of Pete, Pete and Pete. Pete. This is good content. Yeah, Nate. for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so six turnovers, UC Davis. We will More see More topical you. content. We will see you next year. Um, and I, I mean, look, the one thing, the great takeaway from this season for them, playoffs didn't work out. UC Davis is a real program. We for years wanted the California schools to step up. They have done this under Dan Hawkins. We'll see if he stays there. We'll see if H-Rod stays there. Um, but this is a real program. for Since we've been doing the pod. It was, yeah. I don't it was know. weird this year. They were there in that tier, right? Yeah. But it never felt like we cared or talked about them much, besides like our Hunter Rodriguez yep. fandom. Uh, they never, they didn't play either Montana school, so that obviously like tends to take it out of the conversation a little bit for you and I. Um, yeah. And they didn't really play anybody of. They beat Weber. That was a they big beat game. Weber, they beat Weber. They beat seventeen to fourteen. And they yeah. Beat, so those two yeah. games, but then they went through this lull of shitty teams, yeah. and then lost to Eastern Washington and SAC back to back weeks, and then lost to South. Uh, South Dakota State. So it was a weird season where, like, they were good, but we really didn't care much about them. Yeah, but, I mean, going into that Eastern game, they were, what, 8-1. and one. And so... Yeah. It, yeah. It, and uh, then they played someone of note. Yeah. And so, like, we could you couldn't ignore them, but they had a lot of injury. I mean, whatever. This is not how they, I'm sure they wanted their year to end, but it was, uh, I, I think, the positive note for them and for the conference is that UC Davis is a legit program. Nate is frozen on the screen again, but we still have the audio going. I froze again. Every time at an hour of us talking, it does this to me. So we're back to audio only. It's a weird look on my face. Uh, I do have my Montana mint hat on, though. Ooh, it looks uh, good. Riding for the brand. Thank you. Yeah, Um, looks good. So so RIP UC Davis. There is one Sacramento team left in the FC, or Northern California team left in the playoffs here, and it's Sacramento State, who does get to host South Dakota State. I flew in um, actually from the Midwest last night into Sacramento. Uh, Drove down uh, five. Great airport. Mm. Great airport in Sacramento. Clean, a lot of natural air. Not a lot of restaurants, not a lot of coffee shops to, you know, get your fix, but just a fantastic, clean, nice airport. Either way, um, I was driving home down five and complete fog. Saturday night, 6 p.m. Pacific start. I am calling it. It's going to be a fog game. Oh, man. I love it. What was the game where the fog it. It was Eastern and Davis? Or Eastern and Davis. South? Yeah, that was. Eastern and Davis. And then at the same time, Sacramento State was playing over in Sacramento, yeah. East Sac. And it was very foggy as well. Not as foggy as Davis. Davis has a little more wetlands around it for that Thule fog. Yeah. But it's going to be a fog game on Saturday night. You can, you can count on it. Yeah. Are um, you going to go? So here's an interesting thing. Montana State. It's not very interesting. Here's something. Montana State plays <laughs> wow. Sac State in basketball. On Saturday night, Interesting. so I was always planning on going up to watch uh, our boys in the blue and gold uh, take on the Hornets in the Nest. Ended up this game's at six o'clock. So my plan—I have a buddy who played lineman for Sac State. I'm going to go up and tailgate from two to six. Okay. 
at the football game, get a little of that fall air, get a little bit of that. Sure, you're going to be try and watch. I'm, I'm calling it six o'clock. Game. I'm calling it six o'clock next weekend. Nate's going to be a little foggy. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to have a try. going to have my iPad with the cats game on it so I can watch that game at the tailgate. So I feel like I'm really in the thick of that, you know, college atmosphere. Sure. Uh, outside on game day. And then I will go into the nest and I will watch Montana state take on Sac state in basketball. Okay. All right. Excellent. So you'll be on campus, but not at the game. Correct. I'll be on campus, but choosing to go to the basketball. And game. maybe you could do both. Maybe after the basketball well, game, I could probably go for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do that live. I mean, I don't really want to go to watch Sacramento State get their ass handed to them. But if it's close, you have to go. I think that's a good rule. So I have to come out of the basketball game and go into the football game. No, once the basketball game ends, if the score is close in the football game, then you can go to the football game. Well, the football game is an hour ahead of the basketball game. Oh, I thought they. I'm sorry. These time zones are screwing me up. I thought they. I thought they started at the same time. No, basketball is one hour after. Okay. All right. Well, who cares? Um. Well, Sa- Sacramento State is going to get hammered by uh, South Dakota State. Yeah, unless there's a lot of fog, then who knows? Um, well, the, that's where the ground game comes into play. Yeah. Um, okay. Other games this weekend, this past weekend, Eastern Washington played and and beat uh, Northern Iowa. Another pretty uninspiring. Yawner. Uh, yawner. What's that? Yawner. That was a yawner. Oh yeah, big time yawner. Um, pretty uninspiring win, you know, offensive performance by Eastern Washington. There's been a string of them recently. I mean, uh, we can get into the, the Grizz game in a sec, but you know, Eastern in this game, um, I, I think they're awesome, but I would be a little worried about kind of what they've been able to produce these past few weeks. Um, I'm pulling up their schedule. Yeah, they were only right up now. nine, seven, at, only at nine. It was nine to seven at halftime. Yeah. They missed an extra point. Uh, one Barry Arie uh, touchdown in the first half, not not the normal Barry Arie. He only had two touchdowns. Uh, he had one on the ground, one through the air. Two hundred eighty-three yards and an interception. Yeah, you know, did Montana State break Barry Arie? <laughs> they may have. Um, since let's let's look at their schedule. So beat the Grizz on ESPN two. Um, I think that was the very end of September, early October. I forget the exact date. Um, their wins. Tell me what inspires you here. So they beat the shit out of Northern Colorado, 63-17. Beat Idaho and Paul Petrino's career, 71-21. Big <laughs> wins over bad teams, right? We talked about this earlier with Matt McKay and the Bobcats. It is playing bad teams. It's kind of easy to put up um, really big numbers. And there's teams that have the capacity to do that. Eastern is clearly one of those teams. They then get beat by... And both these games are at home. Um, get beat by Weber State, who's not a playoff team. Get beat by the Bobcats. Margin of vict- margin of loss combined in those two games is only four points. Can't be that inspired. Beat UC Davis. As we found out, UC Davis might be a little shaky. Beat Portland State. You know, not... As you should. Yeah, I mean, it's just... I guess they're doing what they need to do. I mean, they beat UC Davis by 18. They beat Portland State by a couple touchdowns. This is at the beginning of the year when they were putting up 63, 62, 50, 63, 71 points. It's like, this is a team that can win a national championship. I think Mm -hmm. that they, they are not as dominant as we, at least I thought they were at the earlier part of the season. 
after that yeah, I Idaho mean, I think, win, I mean they're definitely benefiting from their from their schedule just like Montana yeah. State did. After that Idaho win, I thought it was like this is this is our best chance to win a national title out of the Big Sky Conference in a long time. And I think while they're still very good, um, I, I mean I just I'm not. I don't think they have the horses to go all the way. I think they, they have the horses and to the, beat the grid. And the committee but, agreed with you. The yeah. committee made them play on opening weekend. They played in front of a thousand fans on that red turf. Yeah. Um, on Thanksgiving week, they don't get a lot of fans anyway, and then they have to play on the Saturday after Thanksgiving, which is like a you know just a double drag for them. But um, yeah, it was uninspired football, nineteen to nine. I mean, you and I. I mean, this is the playoffs now. They're not. We're not playing Drake's. We're not playing unless yeah. you're playing like Holy Cross or you know Davidson or. <laughs> Any of those teams, like you're not yeah. playing any shitty teams, like uh, Sacred Hearts shitty, by the way, Holy Cross shitty, Incarnate Word shitty, Florida A yeah. and M shitty. So they did play a decent team in UNI. Uh, Nineteen to nine was that final, like we've said. So uninspired, but they got the win, and they're getting this rematch that I don't think they wanted, but Grizz fans definitely wanted. Well, some Grizz fans, I suppose. I'm a nervous wreck about this game. Um, this but- game is going to be a ten point victory for Montana. I've oh, already stop. made my prediction for stop, Sac stop, State, stop, South stop. Dakota. This will be a 10-point victory. The way Montana's playing right now, yeah. you know, okay. Bobby Houck's going to get up for his rivals. It's it's already over in my mind. Okay. This game okay. is... Okay, you've gone too far. The only it. way that Montana loses this game uh, is if... Like we talked about, in if a nuclear uh, waste uh, <laughs> explosion happens and they have to play this game... Yeah, uh, oh, okay. some field outside of Missoula and like Bonner or something. Sure, that's the only way the Grizzlies lose this game. <laughs> yeah, what game did we do that for? Southern Utah. Uh, Southern Utah UNC, little <laughs> Friday Night Lights uh, Redux. But um, um, I don't see why you're nervous for this game. Yeah, look, Grizz three and a half point favorites. Um, it is look the the games that Eastern has lost this year have been against decent to good teams and they've been very close right um their win over the over the grizz was another close game um and so i i i think it's inevitable that this is going to be a very close game when the grizz played them earlier in the season turnovers killed them um our offense looked uh uh not Poor. Not it, yeah, it looked a little shaky. And Humphrey obviously got hurt towards the end of the game. Uh, it is the last drive. But, I mean, Barrierier ate us alive. Um, I'm, uh, that was pre-Montana State Barrierier, though. 422 yards passing against the Grizz. Um, you know, if, if he does that again... I don't, is our off, is our defense that much better over the course of the past couple months? Like maybe, um, or have we just not played someone like Barrier? Um, he's one of a kind. Um, so I, I'm nervous yeah. about it. I think I thought the Grizz could beat them the last time they played. Um, I think they could beat them this time. Three and a half point favorites at home for the Grizz. Like that seems like a fair line. Um, but I would be reluctant to put any amount of money on this game. I'll probably put. Uh... I'll probably put some money on on the Grizz to win this one. Oh, I'll cool! Probably, yeah, send me a screenshot. I might even. I'm gonna. I might tease it and even say Grizz. Oh, yeah. Minus eight. Sure, that's a good idea. Yeah, send me I a screenshot. I think Grizz win this game by ten. I think they win this game by ten. Mm-hmm. I think um, 
I, you know, Eastern Washington's down an offensive coordinator since the last time they played. Montana State broke Barry Area. The Grizz are <laughs> hitting true. them at in, in the perfect stride. Yeah. Uh, after a Cat Grizz win over one of their rivals, now they take mm-hmm. on their other rival from out of state. Um, I just don't think Eastern Washington has the firepower to come into Wag Grizz and beat that defense right now. I think you know at the beginning of the season that they were getting to getting to know each other, getting the feel of their teams. We're farther down in the season. We've seen who got the seed. That was Montana versus who didn't. That's Eastern Washington. Um, again, the Grizz kind of get screwed on this seed, though. Like, think about Villanova, the five seed. Yeah. They are seeded one ahead of the Grizz, but they get Holy Cross. Um, yeah. You know, Montana State gets UT Martin as the eight seed, and the Grizz pull uh, Eastern Washington. The regionalization sucks. We could get in, We could get into that if we wanted to, but we're not. Uh, so the Grizz do pull a real tough team. They're on a horrible part of the bracket. They kind of mm-hmm. got screwed at that sixth seed on where they got placed with everything. But luckily, luckily for them, they're going to have Eastern Washington's number this week. It's going to be a ten point victory uh, for the okay. for the Maroon. And, so um, you'll be on to the next week against James Madison. On the on the uh, kind of placement in the in the bracket, I went back and listened to our post Cat Grizz game from 2019 just to confirm, like I thought that I sang the the. You know that's not going to show up on our Spotify Wrapped stats, right? What's that? It, it you know that's not going to show up on our. Should it? Yeah. Hey, shout out to the guy who we were his top listening <laughs> yeah. thing to on Spotify. We love that guy. Thanks so much for listening. It is blush. Man. I don't know. Yeah. Um, nice. He never interacts with us, but it's nice to see that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice to hear from people. Um, but so the one person that listens. The last time Thank in, you guys. in uh, 2019, in that episode, you and I talked about how the Grizz got like such an easier path in the playoffs. Yeah, I remember that actually. I remember that. Yeah, uh, for sure. Because they and weren't they, on North Dakota State's side. Yeah, and then Sac State lost to Austin P at home, and all of a sudden yep. things opened up. So, looking at it, like, uh, you know, Eastern's an awesome team. James Madison, awesome, awesome team on the other side of the bracket. But like, you don't, you like, there's a reason you play the games. It is a coin flip game this weekend. Like, it just who the hell knows, right? Like, someone with a seventy percent I mean, probability of winning. Um, like I think the James Madison game is, who knows what that means? You don't know. Send, send me the screenshot I, of whatever bet this, you make. I have this massive. I will. I will send you. I'm going to tease it up. Um, Sagarin does have this game. Montana uh, favored. Uh, they have a 52% chance to win according to the Bible. Sagarin. Well, interesting. Sagarin, Eastern Washington ranked 89. Montana ranked 95. That's so weird. It doesn't make any sense why. I mean, so they're giving be, a two percent has to come from being at home. Yeah, yeah. There's some percentage about being from home. Um, but yeah, man. I, look, listen to the Grizz fan pod. I'm sure in their three and a half hours, they went into this in great detail. What to expect? Um, I, I think we all kind of know. I mean, it's the interesting thing about playing a team two times in one year is you know if the Grizz can sh- slow down Barry Arier, they have a chance to win. They if they can stop them like they did. Matt McKay, they're going to win the game. Um, well, Matt McKay and Eric Barrier uh, only have one thing in common, and that's their last names rhyming. Last name rhyming? Barrier. And McKay, McKay, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, and I do sometimes forget that his real last name is Barrier. Yeah, me too. Like, I honestly forget that. Yeah. Um, so this is not Matt McKay. Uh, this is yeah. not. Uh, it's not going to have the same 
fervor as cat grizz. Is that mm-hmm. a good vocab word there? Fervor. Yeah, that sounds right. Good job. Yeah, I think. Thank you. Uh, so it's it's gonna be different, but the grizz are gonna handle them. I, I don't even. It's gonna suck. I'm gonna watch it on Friday. I'm gonna be here. Uh, Taking it all in, a Friday night game is always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be disappointed when the Grizz win because I will, I, unlike you and unlike some other Montana natives, I will not cheer for the Grizz even in the playoffs. Um, it's just my personal belief and don't tread on that. And that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. So I'm going to be sitting here. I'm going to be disappointed when the Grizz win this game handily. James Madison uh, is going to host them. And then who knows what happens. Um, with playoff Bobby at that point. Yeah, so last time the, the Grizz in, the, uh, in Eastern Washington met in the regular season and in the postseason in the same year, the Grizz lost both those games. Um, a couple other points to hit here. The Grizz defense has only allowed one touchdown in the past 14 quarters of play. That was on that garbage time touchdown from the Bobcats. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, you know, made the score look a little more presentable, but... That I mean that that last touchdown by the Cats was almost. We all saw sad. the game. We yeah. all saw the game. Um, I actually didn't even see that touchdown because Root had technical difficulties during. Oh, it. shocking! I swear to God, didn't even see it. Oh, and all, all right. So this this thing where people in Montana should be able to watch the Cat Grizz game regardless of what their cable without signing up is. for cable. Yeah, they without don't. They shouldn't like need Root Fubu TV. Fubo um, TV. We need to get over. Trial. Yeah, Root TV, or at least allow them to watch it on ESPN Plus if they're in if they're yeah. in Montana or the region. It's just that is a it, that even my buddy from no Seattle sense. was trying to watch it and was blacked out. And he's not even a he's not even a Cats fan or anything like that. He was just trying to check it out and he was blocked. He was blacked out in Seattle. Yeah, that's I mean that, I think contractually, you know, this will eventually solve itself. I'm sure there's some obligations to Root Sports, but it, it and it's awesome that outside of the region where you and I live. Um, we get all the Root Sports games on the ESPN app, but we need yeah. to fix this right away um, so everyone in Montana one of the, can watch the game. One of the funnier things that did come from that was my my dad trying to figure out how he was going to watch the game because of that blackout, obviously, the regional <laughs> blackout. I, he said, I think Fubu TV has a trial thing. I was like, oh, yeah, Fubo TV, yeah. And he's like, is that is that the same as Fubu? And I was like, no, one letter different, but that would be hilarious if Fubu did rebrand themselves yeah. uh, as a TV, uh, as a streaming service. So shout out, Dad, for that for that Hall of Fame funny. Right yeah, there. Hall of Famer. Another, another Hall listener of Famer. who we appreciate. Um, okay. He's going to probably be mad that I told that story. But either way, it's, it's all in good fun. <laughs> Um, for us bias tv anything else you want to talk about in in the grizz eastern game no no the only thing we were kind of talking about the bracket and all that uh once again the committee does not give us cat grizz two yeah without it being in the championship game it's so stupid which will actually make the state explode if that happens Ugh. would you go to frisco if that happens it's not going to. I'll go to Frisco regardless. If it won't, but it, I will go to Frisco regardless of who the Cats are playing in the in the championship. Yeah, me too. I'd I'd probably go if it's either Montana school. Being honest, it's not. It's, it's big of you. Yeah. There's no way in hell I'd go down there if it was the Grizz in there. <laughs> I, I'll pay like, for that's you. like my worst nightmare. I will pay. The for only you thing that'd be fun would be like to meet up with you guys and. and I'll coordinate and with and with uh, your girlfriend to organize a surprise trip. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll present. get off the plane in Dallas, Texas, yes. or whatever the airport is, and come to the Grizz <laughs> National Championship. That would be fun. That would be fun uh, for me. That would be fun. We'd spend the weekend in Frisco. What a, what a weekend that would be. <laughs> uh, so we go up to the top of the bracket, 
uh, if you're looking at the same side I'm looking at. Yep. Uh, Montana State gets to host UT Martin, a 17-and-a-half point dog to Missouri State. Six turnovers in that game. Uh, they forced six turnovers against Missouri State, a heavily favored Missouri State in that game, to win their first ever FCS playoff game. And with that, a chance to travel to beautiful Bozeman, Montana, to take on Montana State on Saturday at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. How much do you know about UT Martin? Nothing. Literally right. nothing. Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. UT yeah. Martin, a public university in Martin, Tennessee. Mm. I'm sure you could have you gleaned that from the name that it was in Martin, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the five campuses of the University of Tennessee system. So obviously uh, part of you know Tennessee, probably Memphis, those I have no idea because it's over far enough away where I don't really know what goes on in that state. Sure. Uh, they are... It's a weirdly long oh, one, state. It's a very wide state. Very weirdly long. Yeah, really long. Uh, it's a rural rural campus. Rural juror. It's mm-hmm. a rural campus noted for being particularly scenic and well-landscaped. Okay. We love those kind of campuses. We hate those ones that are ugly and have no landscaping. Yeah, who can uh, stand it? Greeley. Yeah. Greeley. Um, students who live on campus are within walking distance of all academic buildings. Mm. <laughs> what an unusual feature for a college. Yes. Weird that, uh, yeah, you can get almost <laughs> everywhere on foot on that campus. So one thing <laughs> that Martin has that a lot of colleges don't have. What in-state, um, what in-state university are they competing against with that talking point? There must be some <laughs> Tennessee school... That has it must be like a mile away where you need to drive from on campus house. We're, we're gonna have to bus you over yeah, to there's, East Campus. There's a satellite um, parking lot that you'll have to get into and then we'll You're gonna we'll have to go to the there. business school. It's actually downtown Charlotte. <laughs> um, so athletics, they're a member of the Ohio Valley Conference. They okay. are the Skyhawks. The team colors are navy blue, orange, and white. It's a good and name. Mascot, That's worrisome. It is. Does that uh, make their you their mascot is none other than Captain Skyhawk. Interesting. Yeah, they they were used to be the Pacers. Uh, they changed it to Skyhawks in 1995. Okay. Um, the reason the first education Jesus the first educational institution on the site of UT Martin was Hall Moody Bible Institute. The school's athletic teams were called were called the Sky Pilots, mm-hmm. a frontier term for preachers in the day. But perhaps the students were thinking of glamorous flying aces of World War One. Oh yeah. During World War II, they contracted with the Naval War Training Service to help train pilots. Thus, the Skyhawks were born. Skyhawks a great name. I'm on board. It's a cool name. Yeah. I'm on board. They actually used to be called the Volunteers, too, which is very (laughs) confusing considering it's the Tennessee Volunteers. (laughs) You want to hear the the name, the volunteer name? The name was changed in 1971 largely because, on account of the former junior college status of the school, the teams were often referred to as the Baby Vols. Oh boy, how horrible would that be? Like if, if it was like we were the Bobcats and you guys were the, the little Bobcats, Bobcats yeah, or the Baby Bob, the <laughs> Bobcats or something. Both teams um, are the Bobcats. So that's everything that you didn't want to know about UT Martin Skyhawks. Um, <laughs> from over there, they have they uh, not a huge school. They have six thousand two hundred seventy nine undergrads. Uh, so they're you know probably about a third of the size of Montana State mm-hmm. uh, there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, right, sounds that's like a good quite little... the campus to check out if we're ever over there in the Tennessee Martin area. We could walk yeah. everywhere. Yeah, stay on camp, get an Airbnb in one of the campus dorms, and hit up every single academic building. 
It's all within walking distance. It'll save us so we much. We can on get Uber. there without even getting an Uber. We, I yeah. mean, without even getting a rental car. We Uber from the from the airport over there. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's hear some predictions from you out of this game. I feel like the Bobcats. Here, so I feel like the Bobcats past couple weeks. It's similar to the Grizz earlier in the year, um, where yeah, we we stumbled against Sac State, had that awful Southern Utah game, it was just kind of a stink. Right, and this came after a big win over Washington to start the season. You guys, the Bobcats, were rolling. One loss going into Cat Grizz, um, but and you had a big win over Eastern Washington um, at Eastern. That was a big win. It looked pretty shaky, though, uh, against Idaho, and then obviously yeah. lose Cat Grizz. What if looking at the cloud above you? black cloud that's hanging over you and the other Bobcat fans. There how dense is it? How dense is it right now? Um, it's dense. And which is so funny. Is the health of a, f- I know it is. It's really weird. And I thought about that too, as I was kind of collecting my thoughts throughout the week after nine and two uh, with the buy in the know, playoffs. And I got my heart rate down and was able yeah. to concentrate on anything except hydrating and trying to yep. get the headache on. Uh, was thinking about the cats hadn't lost a game in since September to Wyoming. Yep. Rolled through most of their schedule. Uh, close game against uh, Weber. A shaky game, game against Portland Eastern. State, too. Uh, there's a shaky first half. Shaky first Yeah, half. there's a couple. And a shaky first half against Idaho State, if I remember correctly. There's a couple stinkers mm, in there. Yeah, yeah, they were losing at halftime, I think, against Idaho State. You're right. I mean, yeah. they, they ended up closing out the game. Idaho, they closed out the game, but there was like a, oh, God, this is the worst time for this to happen to us. And it all came, like I said, to fruition. Everything that we thought about that Idaho game happened against uh, the Grizz. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there was a weird, weird 9-2 and two season where it does lend credence to the thing that if you don't win Cat Grizz, how good is your regular season? It's almost worthless. And I don't even think that's like a Montana State thing anymore. I think that's even, you know, I think it's either Cats or Grizz. You can have an amazing, amazing regular season, and people in the state are obviously going to remember who wins the brawl. They're 9-2. and two. This is the best record any head coach has ever had in his first year of Montana State. This is the best season they've had while I've been alive. Yeah. It's so and I'm fun. going into a first round, a second round playoff game after a bye, and I'm like bummed out. It's the weirdest feeling after coming off of a season like this, and it's amazing what one game, well, two games really can do to your psyche, but one really big rivalry game can do to your psyche going into this game where I think we're going to beat UT Martin. Like they, they got an upset win. They're going to be at home. It's going to be nice for the Cats to get on the field again. Yeah. Like, we're going to get this win. But, I mean, I was, like, trying to make plans to go to Bozeman for a semifinal game after that Eastern Washington game. <laughs> like, I was convinced that we were a top-two team in the country. Yeah. After that Eastern Washington game. Um, do we know... And that's why I let my, my emotions get too high. Okay. Do we know if uh, Keon Howard is playing for UT Martin? I don't know. Uh, I, thought, I saw that. It was a backup quarterback last week that yeah. led the Skyhawks to victory. So, I don't know if it's going to be... Um, who it's going to be a quarterback. Yeah, so the Skyhawks, I, I mean, he's their leading. I, I know they have, I think they run some type of modified two quarterback system anyways. Um, but looking at, so ESPN, here's a great thing. More FCS games go on ESPN Plus. There's a little more coverage of it on ESPN. And there's an article that ranked all 24 teams' chance of winning the national title um, with some percentages. UT Martin was ranked 19. Um, Missouri State uh, was number eight, or number seven, excuse me. Number um, seven, just, yeah. 
just ahead of the Grizz. And their main point on UT Martin was like, these guys didn't lose a game all year until they lost to uh, SEMO. Uh, and that was without their starting quarterback. Um, and so I, I, I think I can't, well, don't quote me on this. I feel like I read somewhere that he's playing, that they're going to go in with two, Q, two QBs, but um, that could be, that could be a really deciding factor for you guys. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I don't think this is going to be a game. It's a 12 and a half point spread when they first announced it. Like when you saw it on ESPN. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I wouldn't bet cats to win by 12 and a half after what I saw the last two weeks with their offense, obviously who knows if they can even score um, 12 and a half points, even if they shut them out. That's, that's actually true. Um, they've scored 30 in the last two games. So that's an <laughs> average of 15. So yeah, you're not far off. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, I think the D de- obviously the defense can handle any team in the country. In my opinion, they handled Barry Arier very well. Yeah. It's the offense that we need. Is Afonso going to be healthy? And my prediction, and I said it in the group chat for the Big Sky Podcast Network, is I think it's Tommy Malott starting this game. Interesting. Any inside, in, any inside info? Hunches. Okay. Just some hunches. Uh, you heard it here first if it happens. Yeah. If not, please. it was, you know. Yeah, please was, source you know. Montana Mint Sports Pod. <laughs> Um, but, uh, no, I think, you know, I think McKay has zero confidence right now. I don't think he is the guy. I mean, it's either, I, I in, honestly, in my opinion, it has to be Rovig or it has to be Malat. I think yep. they know Malat gives them a little bit different. They give him, gives him that kind of that Troy aspect of things where he's a, he can outrun anybody on the field. So I think, I honestly think Malat starts this game. I think McKay's done. I just don't see him starting for Montana state again. I, I really think this, that, that Malat's going to start this game. They did release the depth chart today, and it's identical to Cat Grizz, and I just don't believe it. I don't believe it for one second. How is it listed? Is it, is it 1-2, or is it them? Even it's 1-2. Like- no, it's actually McKay-Rovic, 1-2, just like it was for Cat Grizz. Interesting. Um, but we know that they don't stick to that because Rovic hasn't seen the field yet this year captain. except in mop-up duty. The real captain. captain. Rovic. And he, the I real would, captain. I want, him, I want him or... I don't care which one it is. I just don't want to watch McKay play quarterback anymore for my school. I I made this point in the in the Big Sky Podcast Network chat that we have. Um there's a few you and Parlay and some some cat fans are just yeah upset about this team, but you got you have to enjoy you have to make a point to enjoy success. Like the fact that you have a buy in the playoffs, nine and two yeah, you have to enjoy it. Man. But we've been singing You're this tune all Here's season, the deal. Though. Montana State's not winning the national championship. Right? Not if they play the way they did last week. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> not going to happen. It is. It, I, well, it's, it's not going to happen. I feel like I can go. Well, I mean, they made the semifinals with Rovig last year, and they have a better defense this year. I swear to God, I don't know how there's that big of a drop down that they see from McKay to Rovig. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it just doesn't make any sense. He was serviceable. McKay wasn't even serviceable. Well, I think the they're. Games. I think. I think they're about on the same page. Um, and I think the offense is a little more dynamic with McKay. Well, I think they the need field, to give him a spark both, with Rovig, honestly, because McKay doesn't yeah. run the ball. He gives it up on every read option. We talked about that on that roundtable. Yeah. What's the what? What does it hurt you trying to spark your team, giving the the captain a chance at this, or giving money Malat? You know, touchdown Tommy. Give him the chance to go out there and excite this crowd. The whole stadium is that would awesome be awesome when he's in. Like, yeah. just try it. That's my that's my prediction. It's going to be Malat's, Malat's team going forward, and McKay's going to hit the transfer portal. I don't know who takes him after his last however many games. Yeah, that would be. I mean, it would be that would be electric, man. Um, it would and be. I, do you think do you think old vegans got uh, something that creative in them? 
think Vegan knows after this game during the press and probably what he's. I mean, just you're back in Bozeman. You have to hear things. You have to see the general way that people think about that Cat Grizz loss. I yeah. think you, he has to know that he has to make a change. He has to get a spark in this team. They have to win this game if he has any chance of getting back on Montana State fans' good side uh, going into the offseason. Like, this is a must, must win for Brett Vegan's legacy as a Montana State head coach. Coming off the most successful first season ever for a yeah. Montana State coach. He is already coaching for yeah. his reputation. How shorter memories one. are. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is, there's more truth behind that than, than anything. Uh, so, you know, Montana State is 72% on Sagarin, uh, picked to win this game. We already talked about the spreads, 12.5 points. I would take it. I would stay away. I would stay away from this game no matter what. Um, on on uh, Sagarin, Tennessee Martin is 150. It puts them, uh, if they were in the Big Sky Conference with that same Sagarin rating, it would put them uh, right behind. They would actually put them 10 behind UC Davis and about 10 ahead of Portland State. So that's okay. what you're kind of looking at. I know, yeah. you know, um, it's it's one of those, right, maybe could be playoff team. Well, they wouldn't be a playoff team in the Big Sky Conference, obviously. They'd be kind of more of the Portland State side of things, I think. But, um, yeah, it'll be – I think it's going to be a closer game than 12.5 says. I have zero confidence at all in the offense of Montana State. Um, I'm really not even looking forward to this game, to be honest with you. Uh like, I want to win to erase the Cat Grizz memory, and now I know what you guys felt like for, like, the last four or five years, <laughs> yeah. four years. Like, it sucks. Like, you lose that game, and you just lose all confidence and enjoyment yeah. in football because of one afternoon in November. Yeah. Yeah. Every, it is something that Jeff Joe did so well is he just knew your record doesn't matter as long as you win Cat Grizz. Everything else yeah. is just icing on the cake right like it's just all bonus it's so food. true i mean it is and then yeah you know maybe maybe a shitty way to look at it as a fan like i know i'm not being the best supportive fan right now by saying these things but it's true like i just don't see myself having fun on saturday watching this game yeah if it's at all close going into halftime i'm going to be so pissed off yeah coming I mean, look, off there's of different look like a story different expectations for, for all your sports teams right like you like watching bobcat basketball the goal there is not a national championship, right? The goal no, is to be competitive the in the Big Sky yeah. Conference. And if you hit that bar, you're happy. I'm a Seton Hall basketball fan. Um, you know, or if we win the Big East, that's awesome. If we win a couple of tournament games, that's like what we're going for. We're not probably yeah. like a national championship caliber like, team. Even it, on the Notre Dame side, all we want them to do is make the top four and then get their ass kicked by the yeah, SEC like you just team. know, it's like, want this them to is make good. the top four. This is good. The, the bar for, I would say... I would say most, if not, it's close, Bobcat and Grizz fans, and I think including you and I, the bar to make us happy for a season is winning that one game. If, they, if the Grizz it make a, playoff, a deep playoff run, that's awesome. Obviously, a national championship would be better than than uh, than anything. But I it, was man. I was far more gutted by that Cat Grizz loss than that North Dakota State loss totally. in the semifinals last year. Like yeah. there was, it wasn't even in the same. You're playing realm. with house money. Yeah, it wasn't even the same realm. Uh, you know, this game, if they lose, like, a game to UT Martin to start off the playoffs, like, what a waste of a season that would be. That would make me sad just thinking about how yeah. many wins we had in a row and then losing two in a row to end the season. Like, that just sucks going into that the would, season. That would not be great and losing for Troy, Troy Anderson's Troy, legacy. Troy's last game, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess, you know, one great thing is, is, is where the Cats got placed in this bracket. Sam Houston State, they are on the same side of the bracket as Montana State, but Sam Houston State is nowhere near the number one seed that North Dakota State used to be. Yeah. North Dakota State sure. was ripping through this bracket. I think North Dakota State's the best team, obviously. They're they're 
they're on the grid side of the bracket, bracket, bracket. Um, <laughs> so I think Montana State got an opportunity there that if they can knock off UT Martin, they go down to Sam Houston and they have the best shot in years for a team to knock off a number one seed to advance to the semifinals, yeah. which would be back, uh, could be back in Montana State to give Troy another chance. Um, yeah, assuming South game. Dakota but State's coming out of there. Well, it's, if South Dakota State comes up and beats, yeah. yeah, beats Sac State and gets Villanova, you never know. It could be back in Bozeman. Um, so I think, I mean, the Cats lucked out on that side of the bracket, getting the weakest number one in my opinion that's been yeah. in the the real playoffs. I know last year they're the, those weren't real playoffs, so we're not even counting those. Um, so yeah. Montana State lucked out on that side. Really need to win this game against Martin though to have a chance to go down there and, and knock off the number one seed. Yeah, I mean, I think there are. Again, you and I don't watch a lot of non-Big Sky FCS games, but like the teams that stand out to me, Sam Houston State, North Dakota State, um, James Madison. I even throw South Dakota State in there, to be honest. Um, like Those are the teams that scare me. Um, yeah, Maybe yeah. one of these other schools, Montana, Montana State, Eastern, can make a run. But like to me, it's just like it's those teams are, are so good. Um, I don't know. I'd be worried to play them. Yeah. So, I mean, going into this game, you know, we need the offense. I'm calling from a lot. Uh, we need to erase that taste of both alcohol and that Cat Grizz loss yeah. uh, this weekend. So, kind of looking forward to it to try and get, you know, get that W and, and, and get back on that stride, but also like absolutely dreading having to watch this if it's a close game and thinking about a season that looked so promising. Yeah. Take on a, a, a shitty tinge into the off season yeah totally um all right oh here's else? a little note uh go ahead pat summit was an alumnus of ut martin pat Ooh. summit the head coach emeritus of uh, the tennessee balls uh van jones cnn commentator emmy award winner yeah tm alumnus i wonder if they'll i wonder if he'll be at the game pat summit obviously won't but i wonder if van jones will make uh, it i mean why wouldn't you if you're van jones and you have that much money fly to bows and watch the game yeah 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 um uh, there's like two it. players for the Green Bay Packers that were from Martin, Tennessee, Chad Clifton and Justin Harrell. They okay. were not UTM alumnus. But, I, don't, that, uh, I don't think that matters. That, but they went to, they lived in Martin, which is like a community of 11,000 people. There's okay, like so 11,000 people maybe they and half of it with was the, team. the college. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All a right. guy named Jerry Reese, who you could, if looking at it really fast, think is Jerry Rice. Okay. Um, Good point. But he was the general manager of the New York Giants football team. Wow. Okay. That's great. Um, anything else, any other fun facts, um, or any other slightly interesting facts like that last group? Uh, no, I don't think so. One other thing, uh, university of incarnate word plays, uh, Sam Houston state. Oh yeah. A little segue, Montana state basketball won the university of incarnate word Thanksgiving classic down in yeah. San Antonio last weekend. Uh, like I said, probably one of the biggest Bobcat wins of my lifetime. Um, congratulations bringing that hardware bringing that hardware home thank you do you think uh, they'll put a banner up they should oh god i'd love them to like you know what they should make it look like when the final four is in Al- in uh, san antonio they have like the alamo on the banners and stuff yeah. they should make like a replica that looks like they made the final four but it actually just sneakily says like uiw thanksgiving classic champions i like it um, so that was like my little segue that has something to do with a team in the playoffs, but doesn't have to do with football. Um, another one is Southeastern Louisiana. Mm-hmm. They have the logo that looks just like the Skechers logo. Yeah. Good point. 
that came up, I think, a couple years ago when they played uh, at Missoula, at the Grizz. Yeah. Is that their logo is identical to Skechers. Interesting. Um, all right. Yeah, these other matchups, I have nothing to say on North Dakota no, State, Southern Illinois, ETSU no. versus Kennesaw State. I don't – I have nothing to add. Um, no. Okay. Well, it's going to be a fun Nova, weekend Holy of football. Cross, who cares? Yeah. I have one – other note, um, if we're done talking on the games. Um, yeah. Uh, so a GoFundMe has been set up for uh, the family of Levi Janicaro, who plays for the Grizz. Um, his mother passed away. They set up a GoFundMe for that. Um, uh, so if you have if you have the means, um, throw them a couple a couple uh, bucks because uh, it's you know it's an awful thing for any family to go through. If you don't have the money, give your loved ones a hug. Um, but uh, it is great to see uh, the fan base uh, for the Grizz, fan base for the Cats, all kind of supporting this on Twitter. So we want to give this a shout out. Um, throw them some cash if you can. Um, and I don't know, man. It's kind of tough to end on that note, but I wanted to get it out there. Anything else you want to raise before we call this a night? I don't believe so. There was one thing you sent me. Uh, oh, yeah. We went through the Twitter interactions yes. for the Thank different FCS, actually different uh, Division One college football teams. Yes. All of FBS and FCS. And there was like six Big Sky teams on that top 150 list. Yes. Okay. And this is why I sent it to you because this goes back to something we've talked about on you know, Power 5, G5, FCS. So mm-hmm. there's only so many ways to measure this. We looked at the YouTube views of Matthew Loves Ball um, game recaps yep. of football games. The Big Sky Conference does pretty well there, especially if it's a top-tier team playing in it. To me, the fact that Montana and Montana State, I think Mon- Montana State. Are they both in the top 100? Yeah, Montana State is ranked 65. Montana is 56. In terms wow. of, in terms, and I think, is this for all sports or just football? Um. Well, regardless, I mean, regardless that puts, at that point, that yeah. puts them in like the same uh, band as like Boise State, Wake Forest, Washington, Kansas State, Maryland, Colorado. And so like to me, TV rights, when you look down the road, the size of the student body will be one measure. But like the actual love of the team has to be another yeah. measure. Social media interactions. I mean, granted you could have a really good social media team that punches above its, its weight class, but it's an other measure that shows like we're not a power five team or conference. We don't need to pretend to be, but I feel very comfortable with more exposure for the, the product that the big sky conference is putting out um, to be able to get a similar TV deal to these other G5 conferences eventually because I, I just I, I think the the product is about the same and the fan bases are bigger so where's the money gonna go like to me yeah you go to the bigger fan bases the more eyeballs is where the value's at oh for sure and I think I mean especially I mean Montana Montana State are the flag bearers for the for the Big Sky Conference obviously and interactions yeah. I saw something on Twitter where Idaho has a massive following when you look at ESPN plus views of their sports, uh, actually. So there's still some carryovers from when they were FBS, I think there, but yeah, we need Idaho to get good. Idaho gets good. I mean, they have an awesome fan base. Oh, I don't think we ever got to shout out tubs at the club for actually breaking the Petrino news. a couple weeks ago. So congratulations to our boys at tubs at the club. You hear us talk about them all the time. We make so much fun of Idaho, but we love them. So it kind of hurts us inside a little bit, not good for our karma, but, um, 
they broke literally legitimately yeah. and like journalists broke the Petrino resignation slash firing at Idaho. They were the first to do it. Yep. Pretty cool. Congratulations to them. Uh, it's pretty awesome when like a fan podcast blog is that connected and, and able to do that. So congratulations to them for breaking that news. Yeah. I mean, the one thing we've learned is, you know, the local press is covering schools less and less and less and less. When we went to the media days a couple of years ago, um, I mean, the majority of the schools have no one there representing them. Uh, this type of, you know, what they're doing at Tubbs at the club, um, they are filling this void and they're putting a ton of work and they get rewarded um, for all that work by breaking. Yeah. What is a natural story of a coach being let go. And so awesome for them. I'd also encourage you to check out, they put out their most recent show this week was talking about all the potential candidates um, that are on there uh, that, that, that Idaho could go after. It's going to be a fun off season watching them watching Idaho state, try to find a new coach. Um, but Idaho, the Vandals, is clearly the better landing spot. And if they get the right coach in that program, they have the funds, they have the fan base where they could be. I mean, there's no reason that Eastern Washington should be a yeah. better team than Idaho. Like, Idaho checks yeah. all the boxes you want as a successful SCS team. But this is kind of a long way of circling back to, um, uh, you know, let, let's see how the, the G5, Power 5 settles out. But I think the Big Sky Conference and especially kind of the top six, seven uh, fan bases in the Big Sky Conference are well positioned to make a to make a move. However, however, this looks in a in a couple of years. Definitely, no, it's, it's it's great to see them on that list, and it's good to be on the top like that. And the social media game, you're right. That's where you get the metrics nowadays on who cares about what. It's one <laughs> really more is. measure, right? Yep. It's one more measure. So um, I think that's everything there. The only other thing there's like 20, there's only 20 football games, FBS and FCS, like throughout the country this week. So we're yeah. one of, we're lucky enough to be two of the 20 uh, that are out there. So it's going to be, that's a cool spot to be playing into December, obviously. Uh, one thing I noticed, so it's army Navy week uh, this week. If you haven't seen the Navy hype video for their uniforms, please go watch it. Right. Have you seen it? You, you, you will love them. If you love loved it. Top Gun as a kid, I'm in. You will love Navy's uniforms. So you had me at that, uniform. Go out. We're, Army is favored by like by quite a bit. They're like a 75 percent chance to win this game. But we were all cheering for Navy after that Navy hype video. Like, how cool is it that you could be on an aircraft carrier with fighter jets? With yeah. Basically, like the Top Gun logo on your helmet. They win the best uniform of the weekend by far. But that's my little FBS thing right there. Excellent. All right. Well, let's so uh, go Navy beat Army. Yeah, let's end there. Um, yeah, but we we jointly are rooting for the Cats and the Grizz to make the national championship, and we'll meet you all in Frisco. In January. I will I will agree to cheer for the Grizz if that is the final outcome. Okay, good. So as long as the Cats are in it, you're also rooting for the Grizz. I kind of talked myself into that one. I have to. Yeah. Yep. All right. And then if they meet in the national championship game and the Grizz win. You have to sing the song live on the pod instead of your auto-tuned pre-recording. Yes, and if the Cats win that national championship game, you have to sing the Cats fight song live on air, and I get to spray you with champagne in Frisco. Sure. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> deal. Deal, deal, deal. Cool. All right, man. Uh, um, yeah, so let's do it. Cats Grizz, first round of playoffs for them, second round for the country, but uh, it's going to be uh, definitely an exciting one. It's going to be good to see football again, and it's... Good to be back. 
Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next week. See y'all. Please take me back. Just take me back to that time of innocence. Lay down with me, but keep it clean so the secret never ends. Everything I wanted to do on this night just feels so right.